And so I was very surprised to see uh, an article. Well, it's really a four-part uh, series. And uh, my guest has done two of the the articles. But um, as I said, uh, Stephanie Gatlin is one of the best media communication specialists in the city. She's worked for just about everybody. In addition, she has always been a great writer. And let me just read the first two paragraphs, and, and, and you'll see why I say that. In 2020, the pandemic claimed the lives of my father, my youngest aunt, a disabled first cousin, and 14 other friends and acquaintances. They were among the 577,000 Americans who lost their lives in a span of 14 months, just a smattering among the 32.5 million Americans who reported being infected. As the year crept to a close, I was grateful I had not contracted the disease, but before I could crack a bottle of champagne to ring in the new year, 2020 hit me with a sucker punch. By the time I regained control, I was tethered to a machine three times a week, having been misdiagnosed with end-stage kidney disease. And Stephanie, welcome to the show, and you still got it. You still write like a, I don't know, you just you just have it. How are you, <laughs> Stephanie? Good morning, Perry, and good morning to the WVON family. Well, first of all, let me ask you, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I am pretty much at optimal health, mm-hmm. and uh I'm very grateful to be able to say that this morning. Well, I mean, after what you were saying, and, and really, I, please, I am so sorry for the loss of your dad and Thank so you. many others. And that's why I don't understand people talking about they don't want to get vaccinated. Uh, I have on my <laughs> mask right now. I don't care All what right the now. CDC says. And uh, there are eight Yankees. Uh, on from the Yankee baseball team who have been fully <laughs> vaccinated and have uh, COVID. So absolutely. So you know, I've been talking about for a couple of years now, uh, Stephanie, the proliferation of dialysis centers in the Black community. You go from having a Bally's Health Club for to now where it is a dialysis center. Absolutely. You have them all up and down Stony Island. You have them in Roseland. You might not have a grocery store in your neighborhood, but there's a dialysis center. So, so tell us what happened. You were diagnosed with end stage kidney disease, but you actually had uh, acute kidney injury due to COVID, which can be reversed. Tell our, tell our listeners about that. Absolutely, um, and, and thank you again uh, for, for having me on. So just the short of it is I, I caught COVID toward the end of the year, um, and as I was coming out of that, you know, there's like a two two-week kind of incubation period. Mm-hmm. I actually passed out at home. Thankfully, a family member found me. I was transported to South Shore Hospital, which is my community hospital. Mm-hmm. It's less than five minutes away from my home. And uh, when I came to, if you want to say that in the ER, where I spent, you know, several hours, uh, you know, I was yelled that you need a catheter, your kidneys are failing, 
we got to put this in. Uh, they put this catheter in, um, and the next thing I know, I'm being told that I have end-stage kidney disease, which is fatal and can only, um, you know, you'll require lifelong dialysis or, in case, uh, you need a kidney transplant. Mm-hmm. And I started uh this whole process of being a, a dialysis patient. Well, lo and behold, um, this February, uh, I was having a treatment with 20 minutes left when the catheter in my chest exploded, blood squirting everywhere. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie in there. Okay. And I wind up, the short of it is, I wind up um, at Northwestern Hospital and where I am now in their care, and after they do their due diligence, they say, hey, guess what? You don't need dialysis. Why were you on it in the first place? Hence, it's, uh, though I'm very grateful for all of those first responders, fire department, everybody saving my life yeah. over the course of this nightmare, um, it just raised so many p- questions, Perry. Had, had I not had this medical accident, quote-unquote, or whatever happened to me, no right. one seems to know what happened, mm-hmm. I would still be on dialysis today. I would never have known my kidneys were functioning. I would be sitting there tethered to a machine 12 hours per week, not knowing that, you know, I was not dying. And so um, it just led me to a number of questions. And once you get the, the Gatling gun going, as people call me in the community, it's right. no, no pulling me back. And so, Stephanie, um, so I, I kind of got it, don't I, when I said it, it looks like it's almost a hustle. You know, that Loretto hospital, uh, hospital debacle with the vaccines, the COO, uh, was working with Loretto Hospital to get a dialysis center for his friend, which he was just, you know, where they were just pimping black people and the black community uh, over there with um, with these people at the helm. So do you think it's a hustle? Absolutely, Perry. 100%, I believe it's a hustle. Now, I will say, you know, I'll do my journalism disclaimer. I have no evidence that that is that the people who worked on my case did this thing to me. I have no evidence of what if they have contracts or hidden agreements with these dialysis companies. But what I can talk about are the number of federal lawsuits that are currently going through federal court that are taking these dialysis centers on. I can talk about the hustle because the hustle has been outlined in testimony and through discovery documents of how they are, how, how the hustle works. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to break that down so that your listeners can be prepared should their loved ones need dialysis. I am not against this life-saving treatment. It is a life support that is needed. But if you are prematurely putting black folk on these machines, if you are being paid to find and identify patients and put them on these machines, then a crime is being committed. This is like stealing somebody's organ. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, because as you know, Medicaid and Medicare and most insurance companies, they cover dialysis treatments. You are covered by federal law. You cannot be denied uh, those kinds of life-saving supports. The federal government pays, uh, uh, healthcare programs pay for those services as well as transplants. And so what we found through our research, through the Crusader uh, analysis, is that um, these companies, particularly Fresenius, the biggest one in the country, what, what's has the name of it? in a sort of hustle. What, Fresenius. 
For sending it. For sending it. Okay. Yes. And you will see those in the black community. Oh, I've seen that. For Yeah. The Vita, you see the Vita, United Healthcare, and then there may be some smaller independent ones that, that have popped up over the years. Mm-hmm. For Fresenius, uh, by and large, it, it is the largest. It's, it's based in Germany. Um, they have uh, obviously a North American branch here, but they, they provide that dialysis to people all over the world. Most of their patients are in the United States and guess where else? In Africa. Guess what kind of people live in Africa? People okay? like us. Okay. Come on. Come on. So they've made billions and billions of dollars. And according to whistleblowers, these are people that work for these companies who have filed these federal lawsuits. They have having gate engaged in deceptive practices and fraud and kickback schemes. And basically what they do is they, they, they hire uh, doctors, social workers, and others, and they sign them to these kind of agreements or contracts where they then go into hospitals, they scout out patients in IC, uh, ICU uh, 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 floors, in the ER rooms and clinics, wow. um, people who are going for diabetes, things that cause kidney failure, they, they go to them, and then they convince you to, they, they secure you as a mark, and then you're goaded to get on dialysis, whether you need it or not. And then they are paid, their bank account gets back, you're on dialysis for the next 5 to 20 years unless you get a, a, a transplant, and, and you aren't the wiser that you've just been hustled. Wow. Um, and, that and they tried to hustle the wrong it. one this time, didn't they? <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, they, <laughs> they, they tried to hustle the the wrong one. And listen, let me just say this. Um, we're not telling people, you know, that they should not take these, uh, use this life-saving uh, service oh, and support. Oh, absolutely not. We're not, we're not doing that. And that this is, is not happening to everyone. Uh, that is on dialysis. But it would be um, to your advantage, if you're listening, to be able to ask questions. She did not have in-stage kidney uh, disease. She didn't have it. What she I mean, had- Terry, look, that, that's a hard thing to be diagnosed with, oh, I know. with any of these diseases. Right. You know, you, I, I sat with my family. I mean, I'm crying. I'm going through... What is my the, the next several years of my life going to look like? What kind of quality of life? A, yeah. Yeah, you know, what? how much time do you have? You, all of these things you go through, and you're preparing for what is the next stage of, of the time you have left. Well, uh, you know, and then it turns out you don't have that at all. Wow. You know, and, and were it not for a fluke, literally, I would still be... T- if that catheter would not have exploded in your chest... Correct. No one you would not have known. And, you know, you would think that um, that these doctors would know. I mean, the, the CDC has got all kind of information of symptoms and long, uh, long-term long issues you might have after COVID. And I, I'm sure it says somewhere that um, acute kidney injury is uh, is, is, is evident. And it can be treated, and you do not have to spend the rest of your life on dialysis. But no, you have end-stage kidney disease. So, well, listen. 
That's this has been fa- fascinating. Seven seven three five nine one sixteen ninety. We're talking to Stephanie Gatlin. And this woman, as I said, she was actually, you were actually my producer for a minute, weren't you? I was. Yeah. I, 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 the Madden I, Perry Show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were unproducible at that time. But anyway, all right, so we're finding out today. This has been amazing. And uh, Stephanie, I'd love to get you back on next week because this is a four-part series. And there, there's just so much to talk about it. If I could get you on again, uh, I, I would love that because uh, this is important because this affects everybody in our, uh, in our community pretty much. We all know somebody on di- dialysis, and now we're finding out what the health is going on with dialysis. Jared, you're on the line with Stephanie. Go right ahead. Jared, are you there? Hear me. Okay, go right ahead. Can you, okay, hear me. Good morning. I'm sorry that these things happened to us. Just a couple of things. One, you probably have a, a cause of action against the, the hospital and, and so forth. But the other piece is I had a friend who was a nurse, and she um, went to a community hospital for mammal, told us that she did not have breast cancer. With being a nurse, she just didn't trust her. And went to Northwestern, found out that she did, and gladly she did because they caught it in time. So I think... Some of these hospitals in our communities are not up to par. I could say that. I worked in hospital administration, and quickly at South Shore back in the day, I interviewed with the administrator there, and he told me once, he said, you know, kidney stones, there's several steps that you take. He said they had one doctor who always took the most aggressive route that paid the most. He said, and he, we laughed about it, but when he said, this guy is dangerous. You know, this guy is really dangerous. So the quality of some of our hospitals and some of our uh, uh, physicians and so forth is not up to par. You know, it really isn't. And that's, a, that's a shame. And you were and saying, helps. too, that you, it's always great for a sec, second opinion. But when you're sitting there on, you know, someone's telling you that you're half dead and you've been unconscious in your <laughs> your home, you know, for a, a, a series of hours, uh, the, the second opinion is not always easy to get. Uh, am I right, uh, Stephanie? Right. She's right. Absolutely. You need an advocate, too, you know, because you're not going to be in the best shape to hear that stuff. You need somebody else there. That's why you need – but you couldn't have advocates during COVID. No, no, it, it it was difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But thank you so much. Thank I wanted so to much. get k- to Kim's call in Flint, Michigan. Kim, thank you so much. It's nice to hear from you again. Oh, you as well. Hello, ladies. Um, my question is: Did you suffer any adverse effects from having dialysis when it needed? And also, what was the effects that you felt once dialysis stopped? That's a good Thank question. You. And, you know, we have been acknowledging Health Awareness Month in a big way. And so when I saw Stephanie Gatlin's column, uh, what his, her analysis in The Crusader, I was like, wow. And because this is something we've been talking about for a long time, and that is what the health is going on with dialysis, specifically in the black community. And uh, Stephanie had a hell of a story, and uh, if, if this doesn't make you want to get vaccinated, guys, I don't know what will. Uh, Stephanie was telling us about how many people she lost uh, to this virus and 
the impact that it had on her, and she was just uh, punched in the stomach at the uh, beginning of last year or the end of last year when she was diagnosed with uh, COVID after she had passed out and in her home and her family members found her. And Stephanie, um, the young lady asked you a question, had had a really good questions about some of the effects. What did you feel while, while you were um, sick with the virus and how did you, um, what are some of the long time effects that you felt uh, since you have been recovering from the virus? Well, I thought her question was more about if I've had adverse effects since this uh, misdiagnosis okay. of dialysis. Okay. And so to answer that, I remain under great care uh-huh. of my nephrology team and my health is improving. But I want to say, Perry, you know, as we go on, I implore readers to go to the Crusader online, read the series for yourself, continue listening to WVON's Healthcare uh, Health Awareness Month for valuable information. But this story is less about mixed diagnosis and COVID. That was the entryway. If you keep reading, this story is about black people being treated as chattel, just like in slavery. You are nothing but a dollar sign. This isn't about health. This is about wealth and not your wealth. All of these dialysis centers in the black community, and I have not heard one ad on WVON. I've not seen one ad in the black newspaper mm-hmm. yet. All of most of its patients in this city are African-American. This ain't just about no ads. This is about people who are dying prematurely being put on here because this fattens the pocket of somebody. In part two, I break down what the hustle is. You are the mark of dear listener. I was the mark. You're in the hospital. You need emergency care. You're being told you need dialysis. You have no choice. They tell you where to go, what time to go, and what time to be there. I was not given, um, here are your options, here are the various companies who provide, and you can select from this. I was put into a system, and according to these lawsuits, doctors are being paid paid to refer people to this Fresenius clinic, whereby they get uh, bonuses um, and other things called a kickback, according to these lawsuits, to send people into this system. Yes, I was misdiagnosed, but what happened to me is something that shouldn't happen to anyone. Beyond the misdiagnosis, how did I wind up in a a cog in a massive system, Mm. a billion-dollar system, by which my very life is depending upon this service? And I have no choice, no say, and if I don't do it, I'm going to die? What we discovered through our series and our reporting is that there is a hustle going on in the black community. And I'm praying that the elected officials who may be reading this or listening to your station right now are are queuing up to look at what is going on in Illinois. In these federal lawsuits, doctors and physicians and medical groups in Illinois are listed as part of the problem. Um, where people are paid in these secret agreements that patients have no knowledge of. They are paid to send you to a certain clinic and to recommend certain prescription drugs to you manufactured by that clinic. And if you want to do home dialysis, guess what? They got you covered, too, because they also manufacture the equipment that puts people on home dialysis. So they get you coming and they get you going. And you, you 
the the mark, you you aren't even wise or hip to what the game is. You don't understand that you've been put into a system simply because it fattens somebody else's pocket. It's amazing. I am not against dialysis. No. This isn't against. Right. This is about health care. It's about what WVON is talking about, equity and health care and, and making sure that our community is getting everything that it needs. Uh, one of your callers just brought up about hospitals. Hey, look, I can't slam community hospitals right. because if South Shore hadn't been there, I wouldn't be here. Right. right? I right. was able to be transported there. But does it need some work? Absolutely. Right. Can you get some light bulbs in there? Can you put some fresh coat of paint, put some plants in there and make it a place where people feel that they're going to get well and not going to die? And and and. It's no, I mean, they're a small hospital. They need more resources, not less resources. So when I talk about patient choice, and you'll hear that in the article, don't get it twisted. I'm still solidarity forever. This isn't about uh, the same kind of conversation when people talk about school choice. This is about making sure that you as a patient are as informed as possible and that you have the right, you should have the right to know whether or not your doctor's advice is based on fattening his or her pocket, or if it's really about your health care. In my case, it doesn't seem that that would have been the case. Had not this thing blown up in my chest, which could have killed me, by the way, also, uh, I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. And had I not left that system, unfortunately, I had to leave the south side and go to the north side, where I went to Northwestern to get care after this thing blew up. Because of that life-saving move, of saying, eh, let me do something different. It saved my life. They, I was hospitalized for almost a week in Northwestern. This just happened to me a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't something that happened years ago, mm-hmm. where they found, hey, your kidneys are functioning fine. You don't even need to be on dialysis. Wow. It's a miracle. Let's go to well, let, this. Go ahead. And, and let me just say this, Perry. And so for me, this isn't about, ah, I got you, and I'm just mad about something. No. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm outraged when a lawsuit cites the term that black people or people are being used as chattel. This is a direct quote. I didn't make this up. This is what's being filed before the U.S. government. And let me say this. A U.S. sitting hearing also found that 25%, there's a 25% mortality rate in the United States for people on dialysis here, where it's 7% in European countries. Why are people dying on dialysis? Should they change it, spell dialysis, D-I-E, dialysis, mm-hmm. as, as, as opposed to how it's spelled now? Right. Why are so many people dying? Why are so many people being put on it here in the United States? Is it needed? Absolutely, for, for those that, that are at end stage and facing those kinds of uh, kidney and nephrology problems. So at what cost, based on what we found, at what cost are, are our bodies being pimped out to these companies, these billion-dollar companies, and we don't even know what's happening to us? So that's what this series is, is about. Mm-hmm. It's not about a COVID, and let's talk about COVID and vaccines. Right. This is about who's in your community providing services, who is profiting from those services, and is that impacting our health in the right way or is it the wrong way? You know what happened in Tuskegee. I don't have to bring this right. stuff up. You know what has happened to black women getting premature hysterectomy mm-hmm. and being sterilized. We, these things happen to us. And so here we found some shocking information 
Um, and we, again, are so thankful to the Crusader for allowing us to publish our story. That's right. Um, with them, Miss Lavelle is so uh, groundbreaking. Thank you to the Black Press, and I thank you to Melanie Span Cooper, WVON, for allowing us to come on and share this information. I want your listeners, Perry, to be healthy and smart because these are my neighbors, these are my brothers and sisters, these are people in humanity, and I care about humanity. And if I had not had the sense to start documenting this and telling this story, it's not about what will happen to me and if I can get a lawsuit, he, 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 he. This right. ain't about no Stephanie lawsuit. This is about what happens to them, what happens to the people that I, I'm not on dialysis. I don't know if these people think I died or what happened. Right. But the point is, what's going to happen to the people when your grandmama, your cousin, somebody is being told to get on one of these machines? Is that is that the right advice? I'm, I'm hoping that there will be some kind of Senate hearing, uh, Senate committee hearing, or um, more so probably congressional uh, committee hearing on dialysis. I mean, instead of, you know, trying to get a Juneteenth holiday and all that kind of nonsense. Talking to Stephanie Gatlin, you need to go to the uh, Crusader uh, and and go online and make sure that you look at this analysis that uh, Stephanie and her team uh, are doing. Uh, it's one of a four-part series. The Crusader takes a look at the dialysis hustle. Keith, you're on WVON. Go right ahead. Keith, you're on the line. Oh, hey, hey, hello, everybody. Um, thank you for hearing me out. Um, uh, um, I had a few questions. Try to make this quick. To, to, to set my bases up, my mother went to, to Mercy Medical and, and was treated very, very well. That I really appreciate them. I want Mercy Medical to stay because they took care of my mother. I managed to take care of other people also. Um, uh, okay, that's that. Saving South Shore Hospital when they give you bad diagnosis cause unnecessary expense and anxiety. Why will we say something that doesn't work and cause it cause us uh, cause us problems like like I'm hearing on, on the radio now? Thank you. All right, then let's go to Albert. Albert, thank you for your call. I was calling concerning this, uh, Stephanie, and I've been a patient of, uh, she was, what she stated is totally true. I've been a patient for dialysis for five years, and I just received a kidney for Thanksgiving. Oh, and congratulations. Congratulations. Is, uh, <laughs> thank you. Yes. All right, so let's how, go to. How, how, did they, how did they come up with the four hours for everybody? Three days a week, and three shifts, six days. You know, it's three shifts. You know, three day, three shifts, six days. You know, a week, and it's a hundred thousand dollars a month through Medicare. You know, and it's it just. I want to know how they come up with all this. But how is it that everybody has the same treatment? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, and that's, that's one a good of the questions question. I have. Yeah. Absolutely. How is it that, great question? And it's so funny that my driver. Um, had COVID, he's now on dialysis three times a week, and they want to put him on a kidney donation list. Let's go to Reverend Robbins. Reverend Robbins, thank you for your call. Hi, it's good to be here and listening to you, Stephanie. Thank you for your testimony, and Terry, thank you for this very great topic. I was diagnosed two years ago with chronic kidney disease when I went to I had gone to my community hospital. It wasn't caught there, but I got very ill, like deathly ill. Went to the University of Chicago, and they said, did you know you had chronic kidney disease? 
Well, I might have known that I could be a candidate because my mother died from, um, she was on dialysis. Wow. And she, her kidneys failed. But there is, uh, at the bottom of my form, it says there's a GFR rate. And she, uh, Stephanie, you're probably familiar with this. It's a glomerular filtration rate at the rate that your kidneys filter, you know, the things that you put in your body. Mm-hmm. Ours, the African-Americans, is different than the Caucasians. It's at the bottom of the form. So I went to my, when I was assigned to my primary doctor, I interviewed my doctor. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I, I saw my mother do go through it. I saw my husband go through it. And now I'm experiencing something. But most importantly, our pastor, James R. Brighton Jr. at the First Church of Deliverance, we're having free kidney and diabetes screening on May 27th at the church. So a representative is coming to speak Sunday. Her mother also died. But he's, yes, it is major money, but we need to know more. You, when you walk into the office, you can't just sit there and expect the doctor to tell you. You have to you have to read your paperwork and see how it is different for African Americans. It says uh, there are different estimating equations for Caucasians and African Americans. So if I had walked in and didn't know anything, I could be on dialysis right now. Uh, Reverend Robbins, thank you so much. Let's go to Bill. Bill, thank you for your call. Yes, I think that that, uh, there's something that I've been noticing. Maybe I'm off key, but I want to know from Stephanie. Uh, people who start off with uh, what you call pre, uh, pre-blood pressure problems, then then they have diabetes, and then next thing you know, they've got type 2, then they go to type 1. I'm asking the question, could this be an overdose prescription for the African-American community where they fall into a trap of a route which was prepared for them before they became a person on dialysis, like the types of medicine, because some medicines are worse than others. Sometimes if you talk to people who have high blood pressure medicine, you'll find out, especially from African-Americans, they're taking the same medicine. Now, I know that their thing is not exactly the same, but they're taking the same medicine. Is, am I on the right track to see there is, I won't say a conspiracy, but something's going on in the medical profession? Let me just say one happening. thing about that. What we need to do is that, and I don't know if you agree or not, Stephanie, but I think that um, our senators and our congressmen uh, need to ask for a Senate committee or a congressional committee hearing um, exploring why there are so many dialysis machines, I mean, dialysis centers in black communities around the country I, and, and explore some of these other things that you have learned about these uh, the these people that provide the, the kickback schemes. That's what they're called. They're the, the federal crime. These are kickback schemes, uh, which we outline in the paper. Mm-hmm. But to answer your, your your caller to speak specifically to that, I mean, it, it does not hurt to raise these questions. I know people use the word conspiracy and all of these kinds of things, but, you know, that that's a way to shut people down from asking questions. Um, yes. I know that there is some movement. We'll be looking at some, some legislation and, and some efforts that are coming up. Um, that people may not be aware of to deal with this. But I think that this, what you've raised is worth asking the question, as Perry just said. Yeah, I'm so proud of the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus right. here. I am so proud of what they've been doing. Yeah. And maybe one of them who's listening today who, who may 
have some compassion will begin to look at this and maybe call a hearing, as you've said, Perry, yeah. about why is there a proliferation of these centers? Who owns them? Yes. Why is there such a concentration of one company owning them? Who works there? Who has these, these uh, medical agreements? And how are patients being funneled into this system? Um, again, we're used as chattel. This is the word in the federal lawsuit. We are chattel. We are our dollar sign. This isn't just about our health. It's also about wealth. And we are not being uh, made wealthy or healthy through these treatments. Let's go to um, Dr. Is- Morgan. Dr. Morgan says that we're giving a lot of misinformation. And Dr. Morgan, you can uh, make your point very quickly, please, because I have to let Stephanie mm-hmm. go. Okay, that's a lot of information that's incorrect. Uh, And, Doctor, this is not a a show about kidney disease and how dialysis works. We have uh, a sidebar in our article that talks about this. This is specifically about the anti-kickback scheme that is going on. That that has been documented. Do you have knowledge of the kickbacks? I have no knowledge of kickback. I practiced for about 48 years, never got involved in any kickback schemes. Everybody who I sent on dialysis needed dialysis. We can predict based on your kidney function test, the blood test that you have, how soon you are likely to go on dialysis. When I started practice, you were in 1972. There were very, very few black people who were on dialysis. That's right. Mm. So why is it so prolific now? And, Dr. Morgan, I wish I had more time. But I tell you what, uh, if you agree to come back on next week so we can talk about the the rest of the uh, analysis, I would really appreciate that, Stephanie. Okay, I will be happy to do that. Okay. All right. But uh, I could give you a couple of weeks. All right, it is nine thirty-one. Stephanie Gatlin, give them the Crusaders uh, uh, website again so that they can w- look at this for themselves. Absolutely, it's uh, ChicagoCrusader.com. dot com, and of course, you know, go to wvon dot com where I'm sure they'll share the story, and we encourage you to share the story. Oh with yeah, your we're going to put it on our people. podcast. We're going to put it on Thank our podcast. You. you you have friends or people who who may have experienced this sort of thing, uh, share the article. Uh, an informed community is an empowered community, and uh, we'll look at uh, part three of this. I think that the doctor is great. To come on and talk about kidney disease and how right. people wind up on dialysis. I think that's an important conversation. That is not what our story is about. All right, it's, All it's, right. It's, we got to go. We got to go. I'm sorry, Stephanie, but thank you so much. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy that you are in recovery.